Hey, it's Fallon. Want my recipe for a great Valentine's Day? There's just one ingredient, Lunds and Byerly's. Whatever makes Valentine's Day perfect for you, L&B has the best version. Beautiful flowers from Bachman's, divine European pastries crafted by skilled pastry chefs, premium chocolates, and of course, the heartfelt card. And don't even get me started on the sumptuous steak, salmon, and lobster tails. Stop by Lunds and Byerly's today and elevate your Valentine's Day. When we did the Minnesota Goodbye yesterday, we did it in parts, Mm -hmm. and uh, so we had to stop a couple of times and then restart because we'd run out of time, and we were about to read a certain listener's um, uh, email, and we said, oh, wait, we're out of time. We'll come back in a second. We came back, and we ended it. So they wrote in. They said, well, you started to read my long email on Thursday's podcast, and you had to cut it off and come back, but after you came back, you just ended the podcast. So I hope you read mine tomorrow, and I'm going to do that right now. So let me scroll down and find it and be careful not to say her name. And where is she? It was here a second ago. Hold on. There it is. I got it. Okay, ready? Here we go. I'm going to a favorite things party on Friday. So today with a bunch of friends, if you're unfamiliar, we're setting a dollar amount where each person brings one of their favorite things or several items that end up to that dollar amount but by three total, and each person gets to pick out one of someone else's favorite things, and we do that for three rounds. That way, everybody gets a few different things, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's kind of a spin on a white elephant exchange. So I was thinking, if you went to a party, what would be your favorite thing to bring? I couldn't choose just one, so I'm bringing my favorite detangler conditioner spray, a bag of peanut butter cups, and one can of my favorite hard seltzer or seltzer hard cider. Okay, what would I bring for my favorite things? I would say um, a summer sausage from the grocery store, <laughs> like a you know a, an eight inch long summer sausage. Sure. Um, boy, after that, I would probably bring some of my favorite green tea. I love green mm-hmm. tea. Mm-hmm. And after that, maybe a bottle of vodka. But I don't really drink anymore, so I don't know. That's off the top of my head. What about you? I probably would bring um, nutty bars, like those little Debbie nutty bars that are okay, chocolate sure. and peanut butter. God, yeah. those are good. Um, and then I'm just going to go with like two different drinks. Diet Coke. I'd bring like some ice cold Diet Coke. And then some, what's that? The pistachio beer from Indeed Brewing. Okay. It is so good, and I want everyone to try it. So those are the three things I'd bring. Okay, not bad. Delicious. Um, uh, okay, uh, that, and that's really interesting. That Think sounds like about- a fun party. Yeah, what would you bring? That's an interesting little thought starter. And they go on to say another thought starter here. Uh, I can't help but feel weird asking this question, but do you ever think about your exes and where they are, what they are doing, how they are, if you haven't spoken to them in a long time? I was with someone for four years after high school, and the breakup was messy, and they ended up blocking me on Facebook. To this day, I'm still blocked. They're not on other social media that I know of. I thought about reaching out to a family member I'm friends with on Facebook and asking, but is that weird? My curiosity is getting the best of me, and I just want to know, as I have not spoken one word to this person in over 10 years. Wow. Would it be bad to reach out and ask how they are? I am a happily married woman with a kid, so I'm honestly just wanting to know how they are. Opinions. Um, I absolutely think that's normal. Yeah, I would reach out if you're wonder if you're curious about what they're up to, and you could just frame it as like, "Hey, just been thinking about our time together recently." But like, how are you? How's it going? Without being like, "Hey, 
been thinking about you a lot late at night. Right. Like, obviously not that way, but. Well, I mean, yeah. a guy would probably respond to that. He'd right. be like, yeah, come on over. <laughs> um, I think that's totally normal. I have found several old girlfriends on Facebook. And the funny thing is, you find them, you go, oh, my God, that's Liz. Mm-hmm. I used to date her in Ohio. And you message your friend, and then they recognize you, so yeah. they friend you back. And then you're like, hey, Liz, how are you? Good. What has your life been like? Oh, well, I'm married, and I've got a couple of kids, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then after that, a lot of the time, it turns into nothing. nothing. Yeah, and it's kind of over. There was one girl that I liked in, in uh, elementary school, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, we were never really, you know, it, come on, it was elementary yeah. school. <laughs> and we have been on friends on Facebook for a long time. But she messaged me about something a couple of weeks ago, and it turns out she's fascinating. She works in the aviation field, and I don't know what she does exactly, but she supervises something with airplanes, like the literal physical airplanes. And she said, and we were talking about, I said, I like to go snowboarding, and I like to, you know, fly and whatever. Oh, we have this in common, whatever. And she said, uh, I could never go snowboarding, but I don't have a problem with hanging my feet off the back of a military airplane oh. at 20,000 feet. And I'm oh like, my God. What? what? So she'll be like, you know, with the soldiers, how they'll like dangle their feet off the back of a C-130. You don't know what that is. No, but that sounds um, terrifying. And, and, and it's like, fuck, you're really cool. <laughs> cool. I really like you. Yeah. But then we kind of petered it out. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, so my point is, yes, ask how he is, reach yeah. out, say, I was thinking about him. How is he doing? And they could be like, oh, he's really good. He's really happy. Or, you know, it could, you never know. And it's yeah. fun to know. And if he's rude to you, then it's like, okay, then bye. Never mind. I right. won't talk to you again for another 10 years. But I would say one step further, Bailey, is you can ask his relative, like, hey, sure. how is Bob doing? Yeah. That's if true. There's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. The worst nothing. they can say is nothing. So might as well reach out. Uh, was this content worthy of a staff writer sticker? Yes. If so, I'd <laughs> like to put one on my off brand Stanley Water Cup. Because I think of those, uh, the hype of them dumbass stupid cups is ridiculous, and the <laughs> fucking price is ridiculous. I saw the article the other day of a family that spent $3,000 on those cups so their uh, 16-year-old daughter could have one in every color. Oh, jeez. So fucking stupid, she says. <laughs> Thanks for all you do, and look forward to listening to the podcast every day. And here is my address. I've got it, and we will send. Let me check on the next one here. Scrolling up a little bit. Um... Okay, here we go from, uh, um, I won't say her name, because sometimes I get through the email, and at the end they go, don't say my name. Hey, hey, everybody. Writing in to share my what-did-you-have-sex-against story. Here we go. It is from a woman, by the way, for context. I was seeing a guy for a few months, mainly just hooking up. No serious relationship ever came out of it, but the sex was spontaneous and usually pretty good. We're at a bar one night, classic small Wisconsin bar, probably had one too many beers, and when he went to the bathroom, I followed him in. Things got hot and heavy quickly, and we were just having fun. Well, we needed somewhere to lean against, and the toilet was not an option. Gross. So I settled for sitting on the edge of the sink. We were going for about 25 seconds, and I felt movement underneath my ass, and in a split second, I was almost on the ground. Thank God he caught me, but the sink fell off the (gasps) wall. And thank goodness only a small piece of the porcelain cracked off. He was able to hang the sink back on the wall (laughs) half-assed. We zipped up and left the bathroom laughing. I still haven't told that bar what happened. And 10-plus years later, that sink 
has still not been repaired. Ew, what? I love that. <laughs> what a dump. What a what dump. What a dump. Anyway, I thought it was the perfect opportunity to share this funny story. Happy Friday. That is Brooke from Wisconsin. So, wow. thank you, Brooke. That means that the, like... I wonder what kind of sink this is because I just think of the sink that has the like the caulk all around the edges and then it came off of that. Yeah. Dang, and they haven't repaired it. Shoot. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dan writes in, and uh, this is Dan who we talk about on the show quite a bit because Dan, uh, he's a big supporter of the show, and Dan is a very fascinating guy because he's very smart and very funny. And a few years ago, he got a serious traumatic brain injury. He wrapped his four-wheeler around a tree to the point where the two front tires touched. So they wrapped around. He got a traumatic brain injury. So Dan speaks differently than he used to, but he is just as sharp and a big smartass, and he's very funny. Sure. He said, I've written before, but I'd love to hear it said out loud. 2021 or 2001, 2002, I lived in downtown Farmington, banging a girl on a desk of the apartment while cars were driving by on Highway 50. Dart liquor when called for. Nice to know. Sincerely, Dan from Apple Valley. Thanks, Dan. There you go, Dan. <laughs> uh, Renita writes in, and another regular uh, staff writer. She said, I'm listening to Wednesday's podcast, and you would ask people how they got through tough times. This was on the show mm-hmm. yesterday. Like mm-hmm. we talked about, what did you do to get through a tough time? That was yesterday? No, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. gotcha. Well, Dave, when my daughter Bella was in the hospital with leukemia, people said to me all the time, I don't know how you do it, referring to, I guess, just functioning, not losing my mind or crumbling. Truly, what other options were there? Anyway, I got to the point where I literally just told people the truth. I'm medicated. Mm. I think there's such a stigma around medication for mental health that it's not talked about openly enough. My doctor also was Bella's doctor, so she reached out to me as soon as she got the news of my girl's diagnosis and offered to put me on medication. I needed to be strong in front of Bella. I could not let her see my fear, and the medication allowed me to do that. I am not saying medication is the answer to everything, but in those dark, scary times of life, it certainly can help one maneuver through better. Mm-hmm. Have a stellar day, Renita. Uh, I kind of know her story with Bella. Bella was only youngish, 16 or so, oh, dang. and she got leukemia. And she went from a bubbly, happy, wonderful, smart-ass, ordinary kid Mm -hmm. to losing her hair um, uh, and not being healthy. And I think that she's fought it for quite a while, and I believe she's recovered. cool. uh, But I don't really know. But, but, yeah, it was a fair question. How do you get through that when your child is that sick? Yeah. How do you get through it? Medication. Medication, yeah. Not a bad answer. Uh, Not a bad answer. Uh, next one. Okay. Um, uh, the subject line is worst lyrics. <laughs> Kanye West. I'm in it. Nearly perfect song that ends with the dumbest lyrics ever written. I love the randomness of the emails today. They're just all over the place. Here we go. Dumbest lyrics ever written. Uh, I'm fine to start a new movement. Uh, being led by the drums. Uh, I'm a rap lick priest. Uh, getting head by the nuns. Uh, they don't play what I'm playing. Uh, they don't see what I'm saying. Uh, they be balling in the D League. Uh, I be speaking swag Healy. And then they put the laugh emoji, the eye roll emoji, and the peace emoji. So, yeah, Davis, I, I would agree. I think Swag Healy? Swag Healy, okay, yeah. Okay, jeez. Uh, I remember when Kanye used to call himself a musical genius. And I think Kanye definitely was talented. But 
I don't think he was a, a musical genius. I think he was talented. Sure. I think his talent has fallen by the wayside. Yeah. But when you think of a musical genius, Bailey, who do you think of? A musical genius? Yes. Stephen Sondheim. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's, he writes musicals. So he wrote like Into the Woods um, He's and like Sweeney Todd. He's... A, you know, a composer and a lyricist, and um, he writes really, like, complex musicals, which okay. are really cool. So everyone calls him a genius in musical theater. I would say outside of musical theater, yes. um, uh, Prince was a musical genius. Yeah. I mean, just crazy talented, taught himself to play, like, 20 different instruments. Just so cool. And uh, his songs were amazing. I think some of Prince's lyrics were a little stupid. Yeah, I feel like they kind of have to be stupid sometimes to, like, reach the masses. Okay. You know? I, I thought it was more because when you write so many songs, you run out of good ideas sure. and you write a bunch of shit. That's true. So the shittiest <laughs> Prince song was Raspberry Beret. I like that song. It's fine. Stupid. But I'm the general public that I guess needed so. to be dumbed down for. Um, uh, I was working part-time at the Five and Dime. I'm, I know this by memory. Mm-hmm. My boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too leisurely. Huh. Um, uh, and then, um, uh, then he goes, I wouldn't change a stroke. Because, baby, I'm the most of the girl as fine as you were then or something like sure, that. Sure, yeah. And it was like, I wouldn't change a stroke, really? A stroke of what? Well, Genius? You know, you oh, know, stroke. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. But you didn't know that till now? No, well, I know what stroke means, but it doesn't seem to fit in the song in that sense. No, it does, because they're making love out in the rain. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't sit and analyze Prince songs, not usually. I think Prince's lyrics in some of them are good. As good as any other pop song, but I think Prince's lyrics are, have always been a little bit stupid. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Hold on. I got to find which one I just read, and then I got to hit delete. So here we go. Next one. All right. Hello, morning show crew. If you could have a potato in only one form for the rest of your life, which will it be? Which would it be? You got your baked potato, mashed potato, scalloped potatoes, french fries, tater tots, steak fries, crinkle cuts, potato skins, au gratin, potato chips, hash brown, loaded baked potatoes, etc. For me, it's a crispy waffle fry jazzed up with seasoned sour cream that tops my list. Also happen to get, hoping to get a birthday shout out for my cousin Sunny Marie for her birthday tomorrow. That's today. She's an avid listener to the show and podcast. So let's stop for a minute. And happy birthday shout out, Sonny Marie. Happy birthday. Have a great day. Thanks for all you do. That's from Katie. So let's back up. Um, uh, I'm going to review the list for you. Baked potato, mashed potato, scalloped potatoes, French fries, tater tot, steak fries, crinkle cut fries. Don't forget curly fries, potato skins, au gratin, potato chips, hash browns, loaded baked potato, etc. You only get one for the rest of your life. French fries. Just French fries. McDonald's French fries. Yeah. Hold on one second. I got to do a commercial. Okay. Seamless interruption there because we just pick back up and you don't even know. It's like time travel. So uh, let's finish this email. Yes, French uh, I fries. would say I got to go with uh, crispy waffle fries with the seasoned tower cream. Well, I that's mean, because they said that. They reminded me, but that is, I mean, when they you are okay, really good. When you go to a restaurant yeah. and let's say you go to, you know, Axel's. Sure. And they say, what kind of fries would you like? We have tater tots. We have, um, Regular French fries, mm-hmm. and we have waffle fries. Yeah, I do always pick waffle fries, but I don't know. There's something about McDonald's fries. Oh, they're so good, yeah. They're so good, and I feel like I eat them too much, and people are always like, I never go to McDonald's. I'm like, really? Because, girl, I stop there all the time for French fries. Do you get ketchup with your fries? No, I don't, they don't like need ketchup. It. They don't, they, yeah. No. You don't like ketchup at all? 
No, not really. I don't like that ketchup is cold and then you dip a hot fry into oh, it and then you have a weird cold hot mush in your mouth. I okay. Um I do you like okay, do you like ketchup on eggs? Because I like ketchup on no. scrambled eggs. I like sriracha or like hot sauce okay, on so eggs. Okay, so some sort of a sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't put ketchup on McDonald's fries. They don't need it. No. But when I go to a restaurant and I get crinkle cuts or French fries, then I always do. I like house-made ketchup. Like if they have like a do like you? red cow has a house-made ketchup and that's good. I don't like Heinz because it tastes, it doesn't taste like a tomato. Okay. And it tastes like sugar, like just sugary. It tastes I think there's sweet. a lot of sugar in ketchup. It's yeah. funny because I love how everybody's different. When Fallon was on the show, she would get so annoyed with local restaurants that have their house-made ketchup. She's like, it's shit. It tastes like shit. Your house-made ketchup is shit. Oh, it's so good. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I think house-made ketchup is a good attempt. Yeah. But I leave it to the pros down sure. at Heinz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or Del Monte or Hunt's. Ooh, Hunt's. There's a Hunt's factory in Ohio somewhere, and okay. every time you drive by it, it smells like tomatoes. Okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. There is definitely a pie baking or muffin baking facility in Chanhassen. Oh. No question, because if you walk around near Paisley Park or by the high school at the right time of the day, there's no questions. They're baking muffins. They're baking <gasps> biscuits or something. Man. And it smells just like you walked into your house and you're baking cookies. Oh, my gosh. That sounds lovely. It is. Re- and if you Jeez. live down there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, okay, this one's interesting. I hope you get this message before Bailey is back on the show on Friday. Or you can save this for a future time when she is on the show. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I used to work with Bailey. What? At the Oliver Kelly farm years ago. Say, wow. Now, I'm going to read part of this silently to myself because okay. they're talking about something I'm supposed to not let you know oh, about. Oh, okay, sounds good. So why don't you maybe do something um, you can hum. I okay. You can I will. talk about anything you want that's on your mind while I read this. Okay. 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 okay I'm gonna go. sing a song um, from Les Misérables uh, called "One Day More." One day more, one more day till revolution. We will nip it in the bud. We'll be ready for these schoolboys. They will rip themselves with blood. Watch your brother from... I don't know these words. It's so weird that you come up with like a theater song. That, that, that's uh, how you kill time. It's a really great song. Uh, the prank is really cute. He wants me to uh, to bring up how much you fucking hate the movie Hocus Pocus. Oh, yes. I know and, who this uh, is. And it'll get you going. Uh, the other farmers and I would purposely say something about the movie or start talking about the movie in front of Bailey or tell Bailey we're going to get it on TV just to see her complain about how bad she thought the movie was. <laughs> Which is a great movie. So, Bailey, what's up with listen, Hocus Pocus? Listen, you guys. Hocus Pocus is not as great as everyone says it is. And honestly, I think the real reason I don't like Hocus Pocus is because my mom doesn't like Hocus Pocus. And I don't like anything my mom doesn't like. So, I just do what she does. And and she doesn't like it. And I don't like it either. But it's over. it's overdone. It's oversaturated in Halloween time. And I'm just kind of sick of seeing it all over the place all the time. Okay. Yeah. Now, that was not the rant that I expected. I really thought you would, like, just, start pulling out your extensions and, like, yeah, like, you know. Listen up. Let me take out my earrings. I hate Hocus Pocus. I don't know. I like Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, and that's it. I don't okay. really care for that movie at all. Okay. That's an interesting question. So maybe for the next podcast, you could write in and tell me what movie is not as good as everyone says it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything off the top of my head. I'd say The Hangover was not as good as everybody says it was. I thought it was good, but not 
I'd ne- Wedding Crashers, I'd never go back and see it again. Yeah, I had to watch Wedding, Wedding Crashers with my dad and my uncle. That was one of the most traumatic experiences <laughs> I've ever had in my life because there's boobs like right at the beginning of that movie. And they're just all over the place. And watching that with my dad, I kept oh, getting up to like yeah. go to the bathroom or get snacks. And he'd be like, do you want us to pause it? And I'd be like, no, that's fine. Just keep, keep going. it going. I'm just going to leave for a while. Uh, anyway. <laughs> interesting note on that. If you're watching a movie with somebody or you're watching a show and they get up to go to the bathroom or they get up to go to snack, do you automatically pause it until they get back? Even if they're just going for a couple of minutes. I usually do. I do. Yeah. Unless it's. Wedding Crashers and you're my dad. And you're my dad. <laughs> um, because Susan and I watched, we watched Fargo together mm-hmm. last night. We watched a lot of shows together. It was Suits. We're, I'm burnt out on Suits, honestly. Yeah, I wish over. it would end. But Fargo, we're on uh, season five, episode nine of ten is coming up. And it's so good. But when I when she gets up to go to the bathroom, I always pause it. And she always says, you don't have to pause it. And I said, no, I do for two reasons. Number one, to be courteous to you. Yes. Uh, but also... I like to watch it with you yeah. so we can discuss something. And a lot of the time there will be something I don't get. And I'll say, what happened to the guy with the mask? Yeah. Or what happened to the guy with the cows or right. whatever? And she'll be like, well, remember, they killed him two episodes ago. Yeah, you need her and I, I to need clarify her. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so let me know what movie is not nearly as good as everyone says it is. I have no idea, nor will I ever, no desire, nor will I ever see Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that movie! I don't care. You can tell me how so what, I don't care. Good. It creeps me out. I don't care. <laughs> it's so I don't good. like Tim Burton's style. Uh huh. I don't like the creepy puppets when it came out twenty five or thirty years ago. It was an immediate hard pass for oh, me. Oh, it's so good. No. Have you seen Coraline? I will not see that either. Oh, that's so good. That no. Coraline's even better. Even better. Mm-mm. Gosh, I love those movies. Those are no, great. No, weird, creepy puppets do not <laughs> do it for me. They're not puppets. I don't fucking care. <laughs> By the way, there's a picture that uh, that this guy sent in of you, uh, and oh, you're holding weird. a cat. Oh yeah. And he is standing next to you in a barn. Yeah. You were like 15 in this one. <laughs> no, I was like 20, probably 23, 24. Yeah, that was a good Looked time. Like you're 15. I, I really love uh, that farm. That was really fun. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that one. Here is one from Katie. Long time listener here and staff writer and sticker holder for the Minnesota Goodbye. I had a dream last night. Dave was playing clips over and over from that song Party Till I Die <laughs> by Kim Petrus to annoy Jenny. Well, it's actually not by Kim Petrus, it's by Amy Bibabi. I guess it's not that far off from real life because Dave seems to like to play clips from that song lately. But I thought it was funny to mention that I had a song stuck in my head all morning because of this dumb dream. Thanks a lot, Dave. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Katie. Uh, I, I still like that song. I think it's so stupid and catchy. And I love the fact that we had Amy Bibabi on our show several times. Mm-hmm. And it was always the most awkward interview because it was such a delay because she lives in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and um, she was very charming and very kind, but her persona in her videos is that of a whoer. I yes. mean, she is just a whoer in the videos, and that's her persona. But she's like a kindergarten teacher, and she's oh so gosh. sweet. She's Cute. so nice. Aww. Uh, but it was always awkward because I'd ask her a question and the audio would take her like, you know, take like three seconds to reach her. Sure. So it would sound like she didn't hear me, <laughs> and it was just it was really awkward. Oh, all right. right. Do you like hot fudge Sundays? Uh, (laughs) Jenny. Okay, that's for Jenny. We'll come back to that one. 
and we'll come back to that one. Let's see what we got here. Um, what's up, Dart Lickers? Don't say my name. I've been a fan of the show since my mom used to drop me off at school every morning. I'm 25 and in the workforce and listen to you guys every day as a delivery driver. I'm going to make this as short as I can. I really need some advice. My girlfriend and I, six years together, almost seven, we have been together since she moved away for college to Mankato, and I would bust my ass making the drive back and forth daily. Definitely worth it. Fast forward, we now live together, and we have an awesome, loving pit bull. They're my little family in my entire life. I've been planning to propose to her for months now and was waiting for our seventh anniversary to come along since it's going to be our golden anniversary. We started dating on the day seven of October 2017. It's funny how you don't want me to use your name, but you're giving me so many details <laughs> that anybody could recognize this story. I wonder who it is. I want to be perfect because she deserves this. I'm certain I want to marry this girl. I've looked at engagement rings. I have been planning a surprise trip and saving money to make it happen. I was so excited planning all this until a tragedy occurred. Here comes unexpected sadness. Her father was shot and killed just days before Christmas, which was also his birthday. He leaves behind four children, including her and one on the way. As you can imagine, it was a shock and devastating to say the least. We are struggling in every aspect of life, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially. Everything was going perfectly for us until this happened. I'm writing because I need advice. There's no doubt in my mind I want to propose to her still. That has not changed. But now I wonder if popping the question in October would be too soon. Should I wait longer? How long should I wait? Should I talk to her mom about it? Should I follow my gut? Should I not change my plan and stay with it? I could really use some advice from both of you guys during this very confusing and difficult time. Really hope to hear back from you guys. Be truly, it would mean a lot. Thanks for putting a smile on my face, especially during these hard times. You guys have made my day slightly easier. I love that. I really appreciate that. And I couldn't be more grateful. Thank you for what you do, Dave and Jenny. And I'll throw in Bailey, too. Jenny's out today. Uh, You guys do more for people than you think. Okay. My first reaction is you do what you feel is right at the time. If you get into October and you're still such in deep grief that it's the wrong time, you'll know. Yeah. Uh, You wouldn't want to ask now because this just happened just before Christmas, so not even two months ago. Mm-hmm. So obviously now is probably not the time. I'm going to throw in a couple of thoughts. I think she's looking for some good news. She mm-hmm. will be looking for some good news. Yeah. Do you know that she wants to marry you too? You never want to ask anybody to marry you as a way to get them to like you. Right. It should be a surprise, not a shock. Yes, that's yes. a good way to put it. Yeah. That's really smart, Bailey. So you Bailey. should talk to them about it before proposing to them so that they know, or so that you know that they do want to marry you. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good way to put it. Mm-hmm. We should title this podcast Surprise Not Surprise, a Shot. Surprise Not a Shot. Uh, but I think that that's really wise because, um, uh, number one, your gut will tell you, I think, when you get into October, is it too soon? Is the timing right? Maybe she's totally changed and she doesn't want to get married to you anymore. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but a lot can happen between now and October. But mm-hmm. if you are, if she is your one, she'll still be your one. But I think that if she gives you the vibe and you talk about being married someday, she's going to be looking for some good news. Yeah. What do you think, Bailey? Well, I, I mean, I think so too. And if, if you know that you know you both want to marry each other, then I think by October, at least like she'll have some healing under her belt. Like definitely, right now is too soon. Um, but if if you talk about it and you know go into it where it's it's going to be a surprise that you're 
going to propose, but not shocking, then, I mean, if you both want to marry each other, then I say you should go for it. But yeah, you definitely know when the time is right. And then when you do get married, you can like honor her father in some kind of special way. That's a really yeah. good idea. That's a really good idea. Honor mm-hmm. her father. Yes, that is very true. Um, when I got engaged one time, I mean, I knew that she was going to say yes. I mean, there was no question. Right. And because we had talked about getting married and um, that's a long story for another day. Uh, uh. All right. We are done with the Minnesota goodbye for the day. Thanks for all the emails. I appreciate that one. If you want a staff writer sticker, you earn one by sending us an email. And uh, if we read it on the show, we'll send you a staff writer sticker. And a lot of the time, even if I don't read it on the show, I appreciate the effort. Mm-hmm. So I'll send you one anyway. Send those into Ryan Show at kdwb.com. Uh, maybe a fun theme to, to go off on is what movie is not as great as everyone says it is, and then why? Focus, focus. So let me know. <laughs> or, of course, the old, what's the craziest thing you banged against? Oh, e- either one. Uh, Ryan Show at kdwb.com. Hey, it's Fallon. Want my recipe for a great Valentine's Day? There's just one ingredient, Lunds and Byerly's. Whatever makes Valentine's Day perfect for you, L&B has the best version. Beautiful flowers from Bachman's, divine European pastries crafted by skilled pastry chefs, premium chocolates, and of course, the heartfelt card. And don't even get me started on the sumptuous steak, salmon, and lobster tails. Stop by Lunds and Byerly's today and elevate your Valentine's Day.